Welcome to Real Talk, episode 68. I'm Todd, this is AJ, Yo. and we're back, ready to party. Here we are, looking at you, you're looking at us, I yep. think. Maybe and we've got 15 more seconds to grab your attention. So hey, if you're clicking on this thing saying, these guys are weird, we are. Stick around, let's have some, let's have some real talk. I just did this. Yeah, that'll get them. <laughs> so, stick around, give this at least five minutes, I five dare minutes. you. I'll give you a... Tri I triple dog dare Gift or something. Maybe. Um, if we'll you... See. Yeah. I don't have anything else. Anyway, if you're on the podcast, we apologize. You guys have already gotten used to this. We're trying to talk to two crowds at the same time. It's kind of difficult. You guys who can't see our facial expressions, and then you guys who wish you couldn't. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah. So we're going to dive in today. We like to start off real talk with a talk about our lives. And so... <laughs> What I would like to do is ask you, AJ, uh -huh. how's the journey been? The journey. Where's the Lord leading you down the trail of life? The Lord, he's been leading me down a very specific part of life. I'd love to hear, and, um, hear about it. <laughs> <laughs> I think, hey, one day I'm going to be able to get through without laughing. We'll see. We'll, we'll see. I've been trying myself for a long time. But, um... God's been showing me some cool stuff, man. I know, um, man, those ums, killing me, already doing it. For me, I've kind of been thinking about life and the aspect of love, right? Every day is a conscious choice. I know I've said this before, but it's very easy to lose sight of that. When it comes to how God loves us, he always chooses us, right? Always, no matter what. He's always choosing us. You know, I kind of look at it as sometimes I picture it, you know, when I'm actually, when I sit and let myself think about it, I, I picture God like, he's like, AJ, um, don't do that. Or, hey, like, you know, keep keep going. You know, you got this. And then I'll turn around and just like spit in his face and then go, yeah. And then keep going. Did I actually spit on you? If I no, did, I'm sorry. No. Oh, you look down at the perfect I, I'm time. I'm very antsy, so <laughs> it's okay. I was like, oops. Um, no. So I, sometimes that's kind of how I envision it. And even though m people may think, like, well, that's a weird way to look at it. Like, yeah, that's what we're doing. Like, whenever we decide not to choose God in a moment, we're, we're essentially spitting in his face. That's how I look, that's how I look at it. And it's, but it also, the reason why I look at it that way is what crazy love that is that we can't even understand that he still wipes it off his face and goes, I still love you. And I'm going to keep, I'm going to keep pursuing no matter what. And the reason why that's been on my mind a lot this week is because of not only my life, but just the world, man. I've had a lot of, not reflection, that's the wrong word. I've had a lot of just thoughts, I guess, a lot of thinking about what's going on. Cause you know, everyone, you know, the hot topics have been going back and forth between you know, the COVID and then you know, these protests going on and the riots and everything. And then I saw a new, a new stories developed in Atlanta with all that going on. And it just made me think of the world. Right. And they constantly just spit in the face of God and he's still giving them chances to come back to him. Mm. And that's people who don't know people who do know like us. We, and we still do it. That's what's crazy. And mm. in the midst of that, even though we've said, yeah, we choose you, you know, and we're going to follow you, you know, we still fall short and we still spit in his face and he still wipes it off. Even when we, it's, it's interesting. I feel like he has a different, well, no, I, I probably shouldn't say it like that. I was going to say he kind of has like a different, like, like 
look when it comes to people who don't believe and people who do. Like, there's, it's a different formula, but may, I don't know. As far as far as what, mm. like, kind of like how we're like how we're supposed to treat each other, like mm-hmm. in the world, right? So, like, if someone's a believer, we can hold them that standard. Someone who's not, we gotta love them differently. So, I guess I kind of look at it that way with God. Like, people who don't claim His name, He probably loves them differently, or He tries to compared to us. I mean, I definitely think there's a difference in relationship, right? They are yeah. not co-heirs with Christ. Mm-hmm. They are not high priests. They are not chosen I mean that's reality right mm. because they're not they can put their faith in him so they're enemies right we're enemies of God he loves them mm. he wants them not to be so he definitely looks at them differently I mean I think I think so yeah I think he they he doesn't see mm. Jesus when he looks at them right I mean mm. they they he loves you know if you're out there he loves you if you don't know Jesus he he loves you and wants to save you but you're making yourself an enemy of him. What's wild is even while you're an enemy, he still pursues you. Which is because crazy. he's driven by his love. Yes. And yeah. that's that's just kind of what my what wild. I've been trying to what I've been trying to wrap my, my mind around, which I I'll probably have to do that till the day I die, because yeah. I don't I feel you. <laughs> it, it's so when when I let myself sit and think of his love and how, how crazy it is, it just doesn't make any sense. And to think that we had the power to replicate that kind of love like Jesus is blows my mind. It also makes me very feel very sad for myself sometimes because I'm like, man, you have the power, you just don't want to, you know. So and it's and, not and, easy all the time. Exactly, I think sometimes we think that we have the power means it's still easy. Mm-hmm. And I think that's kind of funny. I'll say in a second. That's something I struggle with. I'm like, I know that I can. But it's not easy. It's that it, I know we talk about it a lot, but Romans seven, I feel that I'm pressing up against this part of me that doesn't care, that doesn't want to love, that doesn't, that's selfish, that's all these things. So it's like there's this part of me that's awake and like, hey, I know I can do this, and this other part's like, yeah, but let's not. Like, who cares? You know, sometimes. Yeah, and I don't know, man. It's super weird. I find myself still. And I, this is another thing, like I said, like trying to like understand God's love. I'll probably have to, you know, mm-hmm. wrestle with that until I die. And a part of me is starting to also think that I'll probably have to wrestle with the concept of time, too, <laughs> because I always come back to it. Like I, it's one of the first things when I actually let myself think and let my mind go. The one of the first things that pops in is is time, and it's like where today go and like what happened. Mm-hmm. And so it makes me. Sometimes I wonder if I'm if I'm living as consciously as I think I am. I don't know. Like I've been, especially since that's one of the first things that come to my head. It makes me wonder if if I'm not living, like I, it's. I don't know how to put it. If I'm like aware or not, or if I'm just kind of like I'm doing things, but I'm still. My mind is still kind of like maybe it's like shifted halfway between like awake and like pilot. Yeah, like it's like in between or something. What do you think the? Why do you think you don't want to be awake? Sometimes, if you're not half, like, why do you, why do you think, because when you describe that, that time, mm-hmm. it's this feeling of, I'm awake, but I don't really want to be, I, I mean, I'm a, I, I, I kind of want to be, like, what is the allure of, of pot being on autopilot? You know, I know we talked about it before, but for you, what do you think the allure of that is? The draw of it. Because part of you hates it, but you keep doing it, right? Like you said. We, yeah. And I do too. Like we all do. What's the allure of that? Because it doesn't make us happy. Mm-hmm. If, if it made us happy, we wouldn't be going, man, I know I should be more awake. Exactly. So yeah, then, we wouldn't be even thinking about that. Yeah. Um, I think it's... 
what I'm used to. I think it's what I, who, well, not who, well, it's definitely who I used to be for sure. It's gotten a lot better, but I think I find myself comfortable with it. So being, when you get comfortable, you don't want to get out of it. <laughs> because, you know, like even like you said, even if it's not, you're not exactly happy, it's better than adventure sometimes. Like in your in your brain, like when you're in the adventure in the moment, like when you finally choose, like Peter stepping out of the boat, when you finally choose to step out of the boat, it's an awesome, like exhilarating thing. But before that, before you get past that, it's so hard to do. Mm. And I don't know why that is. I think I think we're told a lot of lies, like in our head. You know, I think we we put a lot of self-doubt in our, in our own minds and we well, I guess I should say me I put a whole lot, whole, whole lot of self, self-doubt self in my, my mind and I I think I'd probably be better off just sitting in that than trying to step out of the boat because of what could happen right it's always the what ifs that, that yeah. draw me away that's what I was thinking as I was processing what you're saying I think the like it's almost as though we'd rather be bored and um, gray, you know, mm. than we would take a chance of being sad and hurt. Right? It's that idea of being safe. Yeah. So yeah, we might miss the highs of the adventure, but we also miss the lows of the disappointment when we when we just float. Mm. Right. So yeah, man. So yeah, that's just kind of stuff I've been thinking of, like trying to figure out like why why that is because I've had these kinds of conversations quite a bit throughout the years and it's like my mind still kind of goes there right it's like I said it's a choice it's a it's a consistent like depending on like it's real to me right but even though I think it's real there's still parts of me that go eh. you know mm-hmm. it's weird like when I think of people who when I think of how it should be at least for me personally, like not anybody else. But I think of like as soon as I wake up, I should be like, you know, God, like, okay, this is what I'm going to do. Like, but I don't, right? You sit there and you check your phone or you, you know, you don't really think about God until an hour or two in your day or maybe not even then. It may be half your day or the end of the day, you know, mm-hmm. because you just wake up and boom, it's like your bag. It's like a simulation, like not to get weird. <laughs> well, it feels that way. But yeah, like, but it's like you wake up. It's like it's like you're you're sleeping is like that rest mode. It's like your it's like your power's off, and then you it, it, you know they flip the switch back on. You wake up and everything's back again. Yeah. Yep, and sometimes you find God right in the beginning. Sometimes you don't even find him till the end. Sometimes you don't even find him at all because you didn't make the choice, right? So I guess that's I've been trying to process why that happens with me. Hmm. So I, I've been thinking. It goes along with this. Sometimes mm-hmm. I think <sighs> everything about Christianity is a push-pull. Okay? So what I mean by that is it's like um, we're saved by grace alone. We know that. Right. But faith without works is dead. Right? Meaning what you know, our faith is uh, shown in our works. But that, but that, that's a tension, right? There's a tension yes. in Christianity. It is um, follow me. Do as I say. But rest in knowing that 
You're secure with me. So it's work and not rest and play, work, mission and rest, all these things. And I think even within that, when you're talking about, I've thought this a lot about myself. I haven't even told you this, I don't think, but it goes right along with mm-hmm. your thoughts of, okay, I wake up every day and I don't even think about God. And then you feel this like weird guilt, right? Yes. So let me give you a scenario. You have a kid. Your kid's five. And they wake up and you come outside and they're eating cereal and watching cartoons. Are you mad that they didn't come in the room and say, I love you? I'm so, so hey, Dad, I didn't think about you right away. Like, No, of course not. Why? Because you love them. And in fact, you might come in and go, looking to meet in this fruity pebbles, right? Like you, <laughs> yeah. you love that. You know, I think there's a, I, I've had this thought of, sometimes I wonder if, if we released ourselves from this idea of being good enough, even in the sense of feeling guilty when we don't, because conviction and guilt are different, right? Mm. Of doing that, like if we would be more fruitful, I go back to the way that the end of Matthew is, right? The Great Commission. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations. It's usually the translation. And you know this. It really could be translated, should be translated as you go. And I always love that because it's like live your life. Yeah, because that should take the pressure off really in a way. Like. Yeah, and, and there's still the pressure of saying it. But when I go back to the garden, what did God say? He said, hey, you're going to be my image bearers. I want you to rule in my name, reflect my glory to this world. You know, we worship God just in living it. And yes, we should do certain things and not do other things, but not because it displeases him anymore. Like we displease him. Our actions can. Right. Because we're children. We're his we're his kids. So it's this weird dichotomy, man, of like I you know, when I hear you say that, because I do it the same thing. Um and there's certainly a healthy balance. I mean, you don't want to go through your whole life not thinking about it. Right. And I don't. Th- and that goes back to the tension. But I don't think a believer, true believer, will. Um, you know, if we focus on those two things, loving God and loving other people, and that's all we focused on. Like what, would it, what would it look like for you if you just thought God's with you all the time? So when you wake up, instead of feeling, you know, it's more like, how you doing today? You know, he says that to you and you're like, I'm doing pretty good, God. Thanks for letting me wake up. Move on. You know, like mm. live life. Yeah, that's I don't really, know. That's a really good way to it's look at it. It's something to wrestle. Th- I'm still wrestling through it because if people don't know me, I always feel like I have to preface or mm-hmm. add stuff. Clearly, anyone that knows us or watch Real Talk knows that we we take it seriously, like, right? Living on our faith and we want to grow. And I think that's good and is right. Yeah. But, man, sometimes I wonder, should it feel as heavy as it feels? Probably not, because he talks about the yoke, right? Yeah, you know, his yoke yeah. is light, and you know when you choose Jesus and you choose you, know, you choose the faith, like this is so weird. Actually, I just realized what I read. Might keep going. My devotion yesterday fits in with this weirdest thing. <laughs> um, and I think you're right, though, because like in a way, we shouldn't have to feel that pressure. And like you said, I think it's because part part of us is still trying to make it this this. I don't even know the word I'm looking for. Not, like, it's not going through emotions. That's not what it is. Like, we're trying to make it like this. It's almost like school, right? Mm. Um, I'm listening. What, what do you call it? Man, I'm, my words are not here. <laughs> good. You good speaky. Yeah. You good speaky. Yes. Um, what do you call it? Like, schools, like, like, when you have, like, a class, 
Mm-hmm. Curriculum? Thank you. Okay. It's, like, it's like we're trying to make like a curriculum of God. Mm-hmm. So then we feel like you have to wake up and the first part of your curriculum, curriculum every day is to say, oh, how about farther, 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 farther. Yeah. <laughs> you know, whatever. Thank you for waking me. And like you said, I just love that because God... God doesn't expect that, even though we expect it from ourselves sometimes. Yeah, and one of the things I really like about another plug of the chosen, and I'm not trying to plug it, but I thought another thing that stuck out to me is how Jesus prayed. I don't know if you caught this. In the morning and at night, he still said the same things, and he thanked him, but it was a genuine, like, that actor did a great job of, of giving us a different view of it, of thank you. Thank you for this day. And, like, I remember the one time he was about to go to sleep, and he's like, thank you for, you know, get me through a day and help me to sleep. And then the morning when he woke up, the first thing he says, like, Lord, thank you for, and I think that's good actually. So going back, I think it's good to, but maybe the reason you don't do it is because you put too much pressure on yourself to do it a certain way. Exactly. The right? curriculum. Yeah. Like you said, interesting going back this weight in uh, Romans chapter four. So he talks about, you know, again, if you know Romans, man, it really lays it out there that it's about God's grace to us. But he starts talking about that Abraham wasn't justified by the law. Paul's saying, like, listen, him following law didn't justify him because it wasn't there, right? Hmm. And then he goes, for the promise, this is starting at verse 13, for the promise to Abraham or to his descendants that he would inherit the world was not through the law, but through the righteousness that comes by faith. Here we go. If those who are of the law are heirs, heirs to God, right? Faith is made empty and the promise is canceled. So if we can do it by the law then what would be the purpose of mm. faith in Christ? But this next sentence, I don't even have an underline, you can see, which punched me yesterday, which is crazy about the Bible, by the way. He see, you see all these underlines. This is one I didn't, and now it stuck out to me. For the law produces wrath, but where there is no law, there is no transgression. And I had this weird feeling, man, of being able to get a glimpse of something that I'm not fully grasping, and I saw it for a second, and then it went away. And it's this idea, and this is a radical thought, man. Like this sentence right here is very radical. For the law produces wrath, right? Judgment. The law being the things we do and don't do, right? right. But where there is no law, there is no transgression. We are free. We are bound by no law. We are never, we never have a transgression against us ever. Hmm. Even when we fail. We never have a transgression against us. And that's radical, right? Why? And, yes. and those that are listening, you know, I always talk to that, you know, the grumpy pastor who might be watching, who's looking for, I mean, it's right there. You know, everyone is so afraid of Christians embracing sin, right? Like, I'm going to sin. And then, so we don't want to tell them that you're free because we're afraid of what they'll do with that freedom. And I think if they would go back and read Romans and understand Paul talks about that. He spends over and over and over, right? Since we have been declared righteous by faith, we have peace through, with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Yep. That, I mean, <laughs> I, right? And then he goes on for while we're still helpless. But that sentence, man, for the law produces wrath, but there is no law, there's no trinity. I had a moment yesterday in my studies where I go, I'm never guilty. He said, I'm, I'm never an object of wrath to God. Because I struggle ever. with that ever, <laughs> right? And we talked about a few weeks ago in a message like well, that we wild. that we use the word discipline really in Christianity is another word for wrath. We just call it we wrap it in discipline, and so we still use it as a hammer to scare people. God will discipline those He loves, which mm-hmm. means what He pours wrath on. That's what you're trying to say. Mm-hmm. That isn't true. 
That, that, that can't be true. Discipline to me is more of allowing the natural consequences of foolish decisions to happen, right? Dude, oh my goodness. You know what I'm saying? That just blew my mind, actually, what you yeah. just said. Because like you said, like that answers so many questions. Why does he let bad things happen? Like, Yeah, man. Yeah. But Paul going off for those of that on here that are like, well, you saying sin? You could sin? And then I'm like, dude, why don't I just let Paul say it? Verse chapter 6. What should we say then? Should we continue in sin in order that grace may multiply? Absolutely not. How can we who died to sin still live in it? No. Paul's like, answering your question. Those guys out there are like, we can't talk talking about sin. And Jesus, Paul's like, clearly, I'm not saying that. Right. I'm saying, why would you go back? Why would you even sin when you're freed from its power? <laughs> See, sin, we're, you know, the Bible tells us we're slaves to it, man. Without Jesus. Yes. Like, we do things we don't. So picture now that we do things we don't want to do. Now remember what you were like before Jesus. You oh, just man. did whatever you were. We were animals of instinct. Yep. Right? Anyway, kind of. it's really crazy that you're talking about kind of this weight and all this stuff. And then I read that verse and it was like, <sighs> there is no transgression. Dude, that's so wild. Dude, yeah. The way you explain that just, oh, man, that just kind of it hit me real hard just now. That's, you're right. Like, he's going to let us, because that is freedom, like. And he can teach us through that. Yeah, absolutely. And which sucks. Right. And for us to think that he's gonna make us understand, like that doesn't like cause then what's the faith? Like you claim it, you follow it, and you grow, right? Like I try to think even human standards a lot and what we call justice and what we call love with our kids even and you know how much we let our kids learn through experience. Exactly. It's like I've seen thing. it. Yeah. And it's, and sometimes discipline is allowing, you know, in this case, God says, don't touch that. I'm going to like, that is hot. And then we touch it and then we're mad at him that it burned us. <laughs> right. Like he disciplined me. He's like, no, that's just fire and fire burns you, <laughs> you know, and we don't live that way. And, and, and again, I haven't fully accepted this man in my heart, if I'm really honest, even though I read it there, because Years, even though we weren't raised in the church, I already have religion pushing on to me the idea of, Todd, don't do that. Don't think that. If you let go of that guardrail, which is the, the do's and don'ts, if you if you let go of that, then you're going to just fall off into a world of evil sin. And, mm -hmm. and it's like, man, it's not that. The Bible tells me that my actions, that that on my own, I still that I'm empowered. By by the Holy Spirit, right? A supernatural thing that is convicting me, which conviction, if you're not a Christian, it takes it just means reminding you of when you're doing wrong, showing yep. you that changes me, that motivates me. Here's the wild thing, you know, my our brother Tim, you know, I've had this talk with him, and this is something that he he brought up before. Like you know, I've thought of it, but he really kind of really brought it to the forefront that God is going to finish what he started. The Bible says that. So, yes, we have a part in, like, our holiness yes, and living holy. But at the same time, at the end of the day, he's going to finish it. <laughs> like, and that's a crazy thought oh, because it takes crazy. a lot of that pressure off. Mm -hmm. I'm already holy. I'm already holy to him. Dude. But the outside is going to catch up, right? It's like, it's like we're so against. We're just, for some reason, we are so against living light. Like, we just can't handle it for some reason. I don't know why. Like, I, like that's another thing that just hit me. Like, we, that yoke, even though we're like, yeah. We want the, the yoke that's light, but as soon as like we even get a taste of it, oh, something's wrong. Well, yeah, man. And <laughs> think about it. Religion says it's a fear-based thing. Religion is fear-based. The idea of, and I mean religion in the sense of like this weird culture thing. 
So even as I say it to you, why am I having to preface in case the mean pastor is watching or in case I, even me, sometimes I'm like, oh no, someone's going to listen. They're going to take that to mean that like, oh cool. God's fine with me doing all these bad things. And right. it's like, no, he's not. And like, you should understand that like sin leads to death. And like when you touch fire, you're going to get burned That's and you right. shouldn't do it. And you, and you shouldn't be comfortable in doing it. And if you're a person who's living completely comfortable in that, then maybe you don't have that spirit that convicts, right? Because you're pretty miserable when you're living and doing those things, Absolutely. right? Absolutely. And I, I agree with you, man. I, to me, there's two things. One is humans. We just, uh, like you said, it's almost, we like the control of religion. If I, if I can think of all these, even though it's miserable, if I can have a checklist that tells me I'm doing okay, then I feel in control. Exactly. And like, as long as we can get like a, like a passing grade at the end of the day, we're like, hey, we did it. I wrote a blog about this a long time ago. The only one I did, we're supposed to do it all the time, called The Fear of Grace. Mm-hmm. And I think that there, that's very true. Like, part of part of it is if if I can if I don't if I let go of the religion the check yeah. the check even though I'm miserable in it if I let it go and then I have to 100% rely on God and I don't trust Him and you don't trust Him because no human loves the way He loves. No human says have this freely and I'm going to continue to give it to you even when you mess up. So we like to think, well, God, you owe me. Look what I did. I did all these things. You owe me now. I have earned it. You know what I'm saying? So we have a fear of grace, of real grace. We're afraid of completely relying on God and understanding that he doesn't owe us a darn thing. <laughs> and that it's completely relying on him. Like if he chose to let go at any time, he could. we're done. Yep. And so we're literally having to take him at his word. Whereas in real life, like we're close and friends, but at the end of the day, but listen, dude. You know, you kind of owe me. I did that. You know, we have that mindset. Mm. And I think, does that make sense? Absolutely. And I think, sense. I think, I think that's part of it too, man. It's a, it's a weird thing. <laughs> um, but boy, there's, I think there's a level of freedom that we just don't grasp yet. Oh, some man. of us, some of us out there have, I've, oh, I've met people that have. Oh yeah. And you're like, if anything, I've, there's times you go, what's wrong with that? Yeah, but they're also the people you go, dude, I want some of that Jesus juice they're sucking on, right? Because they're like so light. Yes. And, uh, you know, so genuine. This sounds crazy, and I don't know him, but like Tim Tebow's always coming off that way to me. Mm. I feel like that guy's just sucking down some Jesus juice, and like Mm -hmm. he's just living, right? Oh, yeah, dude. He's not letting people. No, like you think of his life, like he, he he has so many. Reasons to be like angry or bitter. He, he can be bitter at the NFL, he but he's not. Yeah, yeah. From a he's like, he's like, whatever, man. I just go cool. play some baseball. Exactly. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, man. It's just cool stuff. I think that's really. I appreciate you sharing that because it gets me thinking, and it ties in with this moment I had yesterday of this one verse that at the time I was like, that's weird that this is impacting me. <laughs> Um, and you saw the verse I, that I've probably read that section a hundred times and never underlined it. And it was like, oh, whatever. <laughs> and now I'm going, huh, there's no transgression where there is no law. And I'm not under the law. I'm never guilty. What <laughs> a wild thing, man. Oh, man. And so any of the things that happen that God disciplines us, right? And, and I do know that. You know, I, I believe that, you know, looking back in my life, that the time that kind of set me on this path came from that. One, at the end of the day, though, I feel like when I prayed to him, do whatever it takes to get me out of this, it was just him allowing me to fall out of those things, like allowing me to fall to get out of it. Does that make mm-hmm. sense in a weird way? Yep. I don't think he made that happen. I think he allowed me to fall out of it. 
you know, maybe he was even holding me. He's like, I know you're miserable. If you want to stay here, I'll let you. And I'm like, Lord, please let me fall. I don't want to be in this season. Okay. I'm going to get you, right? I'm going to catch you, but you're not going to be stuck in this tree anymore. Yep. Whatever. That's awesome. Weird analogies. Yeah, good stuff. But, oof, that was, that was good stuff, man. Yeah. How's your week been? Pretty good. Uh, I've had a lot. Well, I shared some of them. Yeah. You, so I don't <laughs> have to talk a lot. <laughs> the only other thought I had, and I shared this with you yet last night briefly, but I've been thinking a lot about it, and I had this thought, um, this, this kind of conversation. The idea, it all fits into our friend Emma. She uh, brought this up to me yesterday. And at the time, I was like, I've thought of this a million times. And while I had a lot of other things happen later in the day that kind of tied back into the idea of grace and mercy and how they're different. And I won't go into that too much today, although they are different, right? The grace of God is different than the mercy of God, right? Um, you know, mercy is the idea of, you know, I'm not going to you know, hold you. Uh, I'm, I'm going to free you of from wrongs. of this. Right. Grace is like the unmerited favor of God. If you really think about it. Yeah. Like on top of that, because he really could good. just say, I'm not going to hold you guilty. That's it. I'm you're still who you are, but he, he both holds us not guilty and says, I'm going to give you blessings, right? That you don't deserve. That's really good. <laughs> um, but anyway, so I was thinking about that. And we were talking yesterday about how a lot of times Christians have, this idea of, I don't know, that we're owed things, right? That grace is tied to, to things in this, in this earth. So why is it that we associate if someone's wealthy, then they must be blessed? That's the only way to be blessed. If someone's successful, they're blessed. If someone's married, they're blessed. If you don't have those things, then you're not blessed. Right. And I... I don't, you know, then this gets really powerful. What do the Beatitudes say? They say the complete opposite. Blessed are the poor. Blessed are the, right? Jesus even goes so far as to say, let's talk wealth. He says, it's easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than a rich man to enter heaven. And so to me, it's like we have, and I do it too, we have this mindset that if, if God hasn't given us what we want, so whether it's a million dollars or whether it's a relationship sometimes, those are like relationships, the one that we hear about a lot because yeah. we are wired for relationship. So I know we have some friends who, who are like, why, you know, why did God give me a desire to have this, to have marriage or relationship? If I, you know, why would he do that? It's almost torturous. And the thing that I, I shared with you yesterday is I had this thought of like, you know, if you if you, the thing you want most in this entire world ever, the thing you want more than anything in existence is a relationship, then God is being so good to you to not give it to you yet. That's right. Because you are going to idolize it, put pressure on it, ruin this beautiful thing. And I can't remember exactly another C.S. Lewis like thing he said. I remember of how we can take beautiful things and make them ugly when we idolize them. Right, because in the idolization, for like we're in the idolizing, we turn it into something it isn't. Mm-hmm. Right, so all things can be good and beautiful, but when we try to make them God, they become ugly. That's right, we twist it. Right, mm-hmm. and so you know why is it that people think? So I was having a conversation about um, divorce, okay, and how Scripture says this is not a condemning thing. If you you know you're married, you commit adultery, you get divorced the people get divorced and someone remarries that person that they, you know, Jesus says they are guilty of adultery too. 
like with this, you know, person, or if you marry someone, um, if you marry some, so say husband cheats mm -hmm. on wife, they get divorced. Right. Someone marries the husband. Maybe it's the adulteress or they're still committing adultery. And so I was having this kind of, and this stay with me, this, this can seem condemning, but it's not because I think it more thinks about what we, what we, how we view things. So then it's like, I was talking to someone and saying, okay, well, there, I was like, well, you know, scriptures for me personally, Todd, that's, that's a pretty serious thing. Oh, big time. Like, you know, the, the thing is you, need, you have to remain single, right? Well then someone, you know, I had the conversation of, well, where's the grace of God in that? And I, and then I had this thought, it just hit me. He's like, what do you mean? Is the person still loved by God? Is the person still mm -hmm. uh, co-heir with Christ? Is the person still empowered by the Holy Spirit? Is the person still um, going to be taken home? Is the per and all these things? Why is it that we equate being married or being able to remarry, you know, married with mm -hmm. the blessings of God? Because then you start going. So the only way to really be blessed is to be married and be in this relationship. And then you're like, okay, so Jesus wasn't married. Paul wasn't married. Mm -hmm. Were they not good enough? Years. Does that make sense? Oh yeah. I'm Again, not making light of and the and the, the marriage divorce thing is a whole different topic, grace and all that stuff. What we come later. I'm using it as an example of the the idea that, well, you know, we have to. God doesn't love me if I don't know some certain thing is not restored the exact same way it was before. Because hmm. the crazy thing is, if I were to take that example, He still does give you an option. You can be remarried to your spouse. Right? You could. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So I, does that make sense without me? I'm not condemning anyone. I'm, no. I'm more wrestling through the idea of what we think and even money, man. Money's a big one. You can take well, relationships. People think of a lot, but money too, right? I don't know how many times I've heard like, why is God mad at me? Why do, why do I always have this money? It's like, dude, God has said that the love of money, the love of money, not money itself is the root of all evil. And yet you, and you're in a position to need him and rely on him. Who's, who's more blessed? The guy who doesn't think he needs God or the one who wakes up every day in complete reliance on God. And so it's easier for them to do what you said and wake up and be thankful and wake up and follow because they they see past the veil of this life. Because mm -hmm. life tells you it's all about money, status, all those things. Right. And Jesus says, let me flip that upside down. I'm going to tell you blessed are the meek. Blessed. Like everything that's blessed is the opposite of the world. Have you noticed that? Oh, uh, yeah. The attitudes, Completely man. countercultural like, in all ways. Yeah. It's, it's, so to me, that's, that's mind-blowing. Man, that's so good. And I was thinking like, while you were talking about, you know, even like the whole marriage thing, like I think that's where maybe there's a difference in, like you said, grace and mercy. Like, do you think that'd be more of a merciful thing? Yeah. Like, you can even. That's good. That's a good point, man. Yeah. And and that's, a, that, maybe we should talk about that next time and go into it. Um, God is good, right? So at the end of the day, but why do we base his goodness on? So let me give you an example. So this, the thing that started in my life mm -hmm. or my life, the thing when I, the event that happened in my life that really got me on this path, that led me to here. If I mm -hmm. told you, you know, those that know me will know it. I'll give you a brief, really brief. I was in a relationship. I, I was saved. Yep. I like 18, 17, 18. 100% there was a change, but I didn't get it, get it. I'm in this relationship. You know, football is my God. I moved into this relationship. So this relationship was really bad. This person was a Christian. She may or may not have been. And I wasn't perfect by any means, but very legalistic, very twisted, some theology that her family and stuff grew up in. And mm -hmm. remember, that was the first Christian girl I'd ever dated. Anyway, I'm in this unhealthy relationship. I'm homeless at one point. I'm not in college. It was a crazy time. And all I could think was, if God 
loved me, he would give me her back and every, like, I would be in college right now, my debt would disappear, all these things. And that's the grace of God. I promise you at that moment, that was the grace of God. So, yeah. And now I'm sitting here telling you, that was not the grace of God. Like, I would not have been, I wouldn't have met you. None of this stuff would have happened if I would have got the only thing that I thought would have been God being good to me. Wild, you know, dude. like God knew what was good for me, even when I didn't. That's right. And that's a, that's a crazy thing, man. It's hard to fathom. Yeah. So I'm looking up the Beatitudes. Go ahead. Sorry. It's, it's, it's just hard, you know, just, he always sees a bigger picture compared to us. You know, like you said, like you would have met me. And honestly, if I would have met you, I don't know where I'd be at. Like, I don't know if I'd Well, on like, the people you've impacted. Absolutely. It's all part it's, of it. It man. always, yeah, there's always, it's always trickling. It's crazy. Like, like you said, if he if he wouldn't have put you through all that, you wouldn't have started all this. And then who knows who would have been saved or not saved. I don't know if where I would be, probably doing dumb things. Who knows? And if I wouldn't have been saved, who would have been not impacted? So it's, how many other things in our life do we do that? We say, the only way that God is being good to me is if this X, Y, Z happens. Oh, man. And I know so, I do it. Yeah, and it's so ignorant in a way. Like, Yeah. And, and, and I don't think he's mad at us in those moments. No. I think it's more of like, you it's, know, it's, I, it's a child like, yeah, I was about to say that. <laughs> How many times do like the kids go, I want that brownie. And we're like, you don't want the 16th brownie, right? You're going to yeah. throw up everywhere. But yeah. I want to read this. This, cause this is crazy, man. So going back to this idea of what Jesus does, right? He starts off the Sermon on the Mount by completely eradicating everything you think you know about what life should be. Blessed are the poor in spirit. Okay. Let me ask you a question. When you're feeling poor in spirit, do you feel blessed? No, no. <laughs> blessed because I'm um, blessed are the poor in spirit because the kingdom of heaven is theirs. Blessed are those who mourn because they will be comforted. Blessed are the gentle because they will inherit the earth. Okay. You think gentle people are going to inherit any kind of kingdom? No, you don't think that in this no. world. Uh, blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness because hmm. they will be filled. Blessed are the merciful because they will be shown mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, because they will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, because they will be called the sons of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness. They don't seem blessed. When you're persecuted, you don't feel blessed. No. And he ends it where he said it started it, which, by the way, is so cool, because the kingdom of heaven is theirs. Blessed, blessed are you when they insult you and persecute you and falsely say every kind of evil against you because of me. You know, that doesn't feel like a blessing. Be glad and rejoice because your reward is great in heaven. For that is how they persecuted the prophets who were before you. So as he, he kind of brings it back around of like all these holy men that you look to and say we're blessed by God. People at the time. So it's like everything, man. And I just I, I've been thinking a lot about that. Of like mm -hmm. the things in my life that I you know, and I'm not arrived there. I get scared. Because I think what makes it hard is that we know sometimes it hurts. And if something hurts, then it can't be good. Right. It's kinda of like it's interesting, you know, when things hurt. There's two different kinds, right? Like you're talking earlier about like you put your hand on some hot, you want to pull it away. Yeah. But like this is a different kind of hot surface that you're supposed to that you maybe you're supposed to keep your hand on to fight through because on the other side you don't know what's there. You know? Yeah. Well, see, I view it it's kind of like exercise maybe. Like when we were doing that, exercise. That's a way better analogy, yeah. No, but I, I think you're I think the I think your idea is hundred percent that's a great point to say yeah. for everyone, is that sometimes it's the idea of okay. Or work, maybe. Yep. If you go to work for 40 hours, you will get paid money, right? <laughs> you don't want to, right. but you need to. Yep. And even though in the short term, if you don't work at all ever, it's nice. I'm not stressed. I'm, I can be lazy. But you also later are going to pay for it. 
by being stressed about money, by not being able to do things you want to do. Yep. It's the same thing, right? You know? That's really good. So I don't know. Good stuff. That's that's where I'm at, man. There's a lot more to that, but I've rambled a lot. I've enjoyed this conversation too. Oh, Dan, it's so good. But I also feel horrible because we still have all these questions. We've just been having such good conversation about life. Guys, don't quit asking questions because no, these are so good and we're going to answer them. And I promise you, I promise you, we have we have not We've always answered the questions, uh, and yes. uh, we've been hammering a lot of these out, which has kind of been opposite in real talk. Lately, or, yeah, I mean, live. real talk live. Yeah. So if you want to see these answered, if you ask the question, check out live. If we don't get them live, we will do them on the episodes, and we're going to start listing them. I think we talked about this so people know. In episode yes. 68, XYZ got answered. This is where you'll see it. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. Any thoughts to kind of wrap up this whole thing? Um, at the end of the day, you know, Wrapping this all up in a you know in a conclusion is you know God loves you, mm. that's it. You know it doesn't matter whether you think you're doing it right or wrong. You know God is there. You know and He's there. Like you said, His hand is always there. And Oof. even if there's times where He may, I, I like the analogy you did earlier. Like you you said like He had to kind of pull away and let me drop for a little bit, but He was there. He's like mm-hmm. like if you feel like that's you, like He's gonna catch you. So good, man. Um, Amen. And, I don't know, just have faith, you know. Like I said, don't, it's not, there is no daily passing grade of God. You know, there is. This guy's speaking truth. <laughs> and, you know, don't, don't let yourself get caught up in that, in that religion. You know, have a true relationship, like he said earlier. Like, you know, don't feel like you have to wake up and, and check this off the list and this and that. And then. Give, give, give you yourself, yeah, yeah, give yourself an A at the end of the day when really it was just a, it was, it was an A in the world and not in God. And, you know, good, so, man. I don't know, God loves you and don't forget that. It's <laughs> so good, man. Yeah. And, you know, we just read it. Go, don't let anyone, guys, it's not going to be, it's not going to be popular. This is so weird what I'm about to say, but it's not even popular in Christianity to say that it's not about you. Mm-hmm. It's not about you're passing or failing because you already passed because of him. That's right. It doesn't mean we stop pursuing it, but we've said this a billion times. You follow him not to be children of God. You follow him because you are children of God, right? And that's who you are. The other thing I'd say to encourage you guys kind of wrapping up is like sometimes in life, things aren't going the way you want. And we have a really short-term view. And I shared my just briefly my story, and I promise you guys, I promise you, in the heat of that moment, and I'm not going to sit here and tell you a lie and say that if God didn't offer me a path that didn't hurt to get here, I wouldn't have taken that. Because <laughs> um, I'm not one of those guys who's like, I wouldn't trade anything. I would trade it if I could. Right. But I wouldn't trade where I'm at, you know, if for – I wouldn't trade where I'm at in exchange to not go through that. Mm. And sometimes, you know, we can get this short-term view. And I promise you, hang on. God is good. That's God right. is faithful. And I don't know. I'm not going to, I don't know what that good's going to look like in your situation. But I know that He keeps His promises and He will keep His promise to you. And that the good that He has for you is going to blow your mind. Because where I'm at right now, if blow, blow, it's just unbelievable <laughs> compared to what I thought was possible. So, uh, you know, He loves you. And like AJ said, uh, trust Him. And, and don't let yourself get blinded to what the world says blessings are. Because mm. that's not what he necessarily says. And, um, man, he, he the first will be last and the last will be first. So <laughs> hang in there. God loves you. I think it's about it, man. Go yeah. ahead. Up above, you'll see a link, www.theremnant.live. Click the link. Go down to submit a question. 
Click it. It's going to give you a form fillable box. Type in your topic or your question, mm -hmm. and I promise you, despite what's happened in the last week, <laughs> we will answer those. We, I'm, I'm telling you right now, without these, these have sparked so many great conversations. Oh, absolutely. So drop it in there for us. Even if you're like, I don't really want to, will you do it for us? We need those. Um, if you haven't liked our page, guys, please like our page. If this blessed you in a way, like, comment, share, all those types of things. Let more people see this. That's right. I mean, that's a fact now. And you guys are part of a movement, I promise. He's right. 100%. Without you guys watching this and sharing and liking, you don't give the platform for this to bless other people. And we have been so encouraged. One of these days, we're going to do that. We're going to do like a test, real talk testimony. You'll see the lives that are being impacted because of, of your faithfulness and being a part of this ministry. So I think that's about it. If you want to give, I think that link's above, right? They want to, I think it is. But if not, it's www.theremnant.life slash give. Anything you give, uh, you can actually go down to drop the drop-down box to Real Talk. It'll go directly into that. Play tax deductible. Other than that, I think that's about it. I think that's it. Hey, we hope you guys have a great day. We love you so much. God loves you, and God bless you.